0: You need him, truly desire to glorify his name. Let's turn to him, Lord, we are desperate to hear a word, Lord, from you. Father, Lord, I pray, let it be all of you and none of me. I must decrease so you can increase. Use me as your vessel to proclaim your word to us, your people. Speak now, Lord, for your servants. All listening we pray amen. amen if you can join me again to the hebrews third chapter uh, as we look into this test continuing on our focusing on having a christ-centered church uh, we're going to look on this morning about how we ought to be a faithful community Can someone help me say that? Faithful community. As we're turning there, Hebrews is found in our New Testament. This great letter is not known who the author may be. Some suggest that it might have been Paul who has authored this letter. But what what is very clear, that it is a word from God. So as we look here, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you're not there, please say hold on. All right, praise the Lord. I heard no one to say hold on, but still her pages turning, so that means you're just right around the corner. I'm going to start at verse seven and go to verse fourteen. Let us hear God's word. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. As Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them and said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath they will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. As you take your seat again, help me announce to your neighbor, faithful in the community. Looking at this text, it brings us right to the verse seven of this third chapter. After he begins and dealing with the who Christ is, how he's greater than everyone who's come before, he's still dealing with the supremacy of Christ you look at that first chapter It talks about how we behold his image he is glorious the exact representation of God that we realize that he is seated at the right hand of his majesty on high that he is greater than the angels but he came below the angels came in the form of man to die for sinners such as us and then we read on about how we knowing about such a salvation how can we turn away from such a salvation. Then it goes on to tell us how Jesus is greater than the patriarch, the ones you believe, the founder of our faith in Moses, that he's greater than him, that Moses, who was over a temporary uh, facility, a body, a tent, a tabernacle, it wasn't a permanent place, but he was a good housekeeper. They, They can attest to that, that Moses was a good housekeeper, but he says Jesus is greater than that. Because Jesus is the, is a keeper of this house. Uh, this house I'm referring to is not this brick and mortar, but the body of believers, the church, the Christ. Uh, he's a good keeper. Anybody know that he's a keeper? <laughs> if he's a keeper, tell your neighbor, yes, he is. <laughs> he's a keeper. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all can't help me out. Well, if he's a keeper, tell your neighbor, yes, he is. He's a keeper. Yes, he is. And so we know that he's able to keep the house. And since he can keep the house, that means he's even better than Moses. And so the problem is that if Moses was great and he was keeping of the tabernacle, why were the people so stiff-necked? And the Bible gets on and say, don't be like them. We, we know who we don't want to be like. We warn people don't be like them. Don't be like them down the street. Don't be like them next door. Don't be like the bad kids in your classroom. We warn them because we recognize We recognize behaviors, attitudes, characters that are unbecoming. And so therefore, we too need to take the time to realize that I have to overlook the body of Christ and the believers and make sure that we don't start acting like those in the world. There should be a distinction. There should be a difference to those who are called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now, just as you can tell the difference between night and day, we should be able to tell the difference to believers and non-believers. I'm, I'm going to get to but I'm going to jump ahead while I'm here. Uh, uh, you know how they test materials. They test to find out their character. And, and and to those who are unaware, they can be fooled. Those who don't know real diamonds will buy moissanite. Moissanite, fancy word for made-up diamonds. And, 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 and the funny thing is there's a store now that all they sell is moissanite. And the reason why, because they can get them bigger than regular diamonds. Pop somebody's bubble, but... Many stars wear moissanite. So they can look like they got big diamonds. You won't question them because they know they got the money to buy them, but they buy moissanite. And the problem is that with moissanite, that sometimes it's made so good that some cannot tell the difference. That their brilliance is just as brilliant as a diamond, but it's not a real diamond. Case in point, put them to the test. One will pass... One will fail. But you won't know until you test to see the quality and the, of the conduct of the character. To make sure it's made up of all that needs to be. That can help somebody out. That we too realize that we can fool people. But God will put you to the test. Yeah. That's why it's important that we not harden our hearts. That is why the Holy Spirit encourages You know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes from God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God. Amen. The Holy Spirit hears from God. Amen. Holy Spirit communicates to us. Amen. So therefore, our responsibility is to listen and obey Amen. the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to realize that the Holy Spirit is for our benefit, Amen. not to hinder us. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to put us in the position that God wants us to be, so we'll be in the position for the blessing we want. But when we do not heed to the Holy Spirit, we have dulled in our ears and we have hardened our hearts and we start rebelling rebelling against God. Look at what we see here. It says, don't harden your hearts as the Israel gave us a great demonstration of Israel. He says, you know, Israel, they tested God in the wilderness. When we don't hearken to the words coming forth, did not God use Moses as a mouthpiece speaking to them? But they did not listen. They they were caught up with the rituals and traditions they knew about the other gods of the Egyptians, they knew about all those things, and they saw the great plagues and the wonders that God has done before them, but they had the nerve to think that God was not with them. And so when they think this, God lets them know that I'm here, but you won't go there. (laughs) You see, they tested him. They provoked him because they did not believe he could deliver them as he said he would. Even Jesus got enough sense not to test the Lord. The enemy tried to get him. He said in Deuteronomy 6.16, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. If you read the further part of that verse, see Jesus gave the, the enemy enough to let him know I know what the word says. So, but it goes on later on in that same verse it says, as you tested him at Mass. Referring to the Israel's testing the Lord in the wilderness because they cried out, God's not with us. We're dying of thirst. Moses, what's going on? Why'd you bring us out here? Do you understand? God says, I'm going to give them some water. And he showed up in front of him, said he ascended upon the mountain. Then
1: Moses hit the rock and water came out. But God showed up to let them know, I hear you.
0: I'm right here, but I ain't going to put up with your mess. They cried out like that in the wilderness because they were desperate when God could let them know that you ain't going to make it. They cried and they weeped and they mourned because they realized that, oh, no, we done messed up. The Lord that brought us out of Egypt now won't let us make it into the land of milk and honey. They tried and tested, though. they complained to God. They did not trust God. They always had wondering hearts. They were not loyal. They were unfaithful. They were non-committal. Throw in other words you want to put in there. They was good for nothing. And we know how we think we talk about people who are unfaithful, who are non-committal, who are always wondering. We don't think very highly of them. And this unfaithfulness brings God's judgment. For they tested me in the wilderness there. Your ancestors tested me and tried my patience. And even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them. And I said their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. You understand that God was taking them on 11 days journey. 11 days. But their unfaithfulness made it 40 years. And, and, and you look and he says 10 times I'm, I put up with y'all complaining. And then they have the nerve to tell God that this land we spied on, we can't take it, God. When God only told them this is the land I'm going to give you, go check it out. That's like me coming to your house and you give me food and put it in front of me. Here you go to eat and you're going to say, I'm hungry, where's my food? It's right there in front of you. Do you not see it? And the problem is that they saw it, but they did not realize as big as that land was, as big as the giants were, as big as the fruit and the vegetables were, they did not realize that their God was bigger. When we are attracted to this world and to this culture and the society around us, we allow it to become bigger and greater than our God. We allow celebrity status. We allow our status at our jobs. We allow our families to become bigger and greater. And next thing we know, when somebody takes this out, you say, what am I going to do? But the true question is, what were you doing with that so much in front of you that you did not see God? Because when we know the Lord, regardless of what happens in our lives, we say, I can make it. Because as long as I got Jesus. And so in this process, it's showing us that when you look at them in the wilderness, they had a process of 11 days to make it into canon and to have rest. But because of the rebellious nature, wandering from God, not listening to his word, consistently uh, d- uh, obey, disobeying him and not following the instructions, let them to not know God in a personal, intimate way that would know him in having his rest that he promised them. Do you understand that they, their rest was a blessing because they were toiling in Egypt? They were slaves, had nothing to call their own. They owned nothing, had nothing, lived in only what they were allowed to live in. God was going to bless them. He let them know that I'm not going to take out all your enemies. You're going to have to take drive them out. But the reason why is they're staying there so that the land will not, will not spoil they are staying there to make sure that you got some, you have some crops, you have some honey, you have some cows, that way you be getting some milk and some honey. He was making sure that it was properly taken, cause y'all understand, you understand, if you, li- an abandoned house is a house that falls apart. But when there's people in the house, whether they're good tenants or bad tenants, they gonna make sure the house don't fall on their head. And so God realized that as long as the tenants are there, don't make sure your land is good. I'm going to take care of you, that you have rest. But they did not trust
1: him. So they never knew rest. All they knew was pain and suffering and tribulation for 40 years going in the same route.
0: Some of us need to check our schedules and see, am I doing the same thing over and over again? And if you're doing the same thing, you're probably getting the same results. And if you were frustrated the day before, you'll probably be even more frustrated the next day. And you're probably thinking that nothing can change, and you're right, unless you change. Nothing will change. If you're tr- still leaning onto your own understanding and not listening to the calling of the Holy Spirit, not being obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you're not listening to your brothers and sisters of Christ around you, encouraging you. You are bucking your head against the wall that God has put there to let you know that's not the direction you need to go. But if you open up your head and stop b- bumping your head against so you, go. the bruises might start going away and healing might start coming as you start going in the right direction. That's why it tells us in verse 12 that we ought to be careful not to have an unbelieving and evil heart. It says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. Tell your neighbor, check your heart. Tell yourself, check my heart. Just as they have those dates for you to have all kind of awareness for health for you to check. You need to check your heart every day to make sure that it has not become tainted and becoming unbelieving. Because the issue is here that that many of us might struggle with some doubts. Just as the man that says, I I believe, but help my unbelief. But the problem is not just having unbelief. The problem is when, when evil and wickedness gets in there. That not only do I not believe, but I don't think God can do it. He knew that God was able. He just had a problem believing it. Even Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego knew that God was able, and they had no problem believing it. Whether he performed it or not, they realized that my God is able, and I believe in him, and I won't bow down to this idol. And so we, too, need to check our hearts and make sure that, Lord, I trust you, I believe in you, and not allow the enemy to sneak in because how can you serve God without faith without faith it is impossible to please the Lord one must believe that he is and earnestly seek after him and believe he rewards though but if you don't have faith you can't serve God so faith is this faith is that i believe in the power of the Lord if I believe in the power of the Lord, then I know I have the power to turn away from sin. Because if I have the power to turn away from sin, that means I'm not l- leaving the living God, but I'm drawing near the living God. Because you see you see the, you see the contrary, right? That when you have a hardened heart and an evil heart, it is pulling you away from the living God. So look what it says so as you're checking your own heart. Don't just get caught up in being me, 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 me. Because some people are just satisfied knowing Christ for themselves so they, they can let everybody else go to hell. And we have to be careful that our salvation is not just insurance in case something happens, I'm good to go. No, our salvation has set us apart to go do work for the king. And the work that I must be doing says this. You must warn, I, I like the New Living Translation. It makes it clear here. You must warn each other. How often? Every day. While it is today. Tell your neighbor, tomorrow might be too late. So when I warn us every day and each day, while it is today, so that I can be careful that I can encourage you so that you won't be deceived by sin. And your heart becomes hardened against God. So we see here that when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we look after one another, we need to be careful to not to 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 guard our hearts and protect our hearts from the wicked one. You know how he tries to get in through media, through music, through our job. We 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 think we're strong enough and, and good enough that we go to these places, but they're sowing seeds of disbelief. They're sowing seeds of acceptance, of sin, and we allow these things to come in around us that when people start cursing, doing dirty jokes, talking about how they're living and sin, you stand there, you sit there, you stay on the phone there and act silent. And you're being deceived. Because you don't want to offend them, you don't want to harm them, hurt them, but it's okay to offend your God. We need to remove all malice, all deceitfulness, all hypocrisy, all God. Y'all remember that? We need to remove all that so that we can be living stones for the living God. And so if we need to remove all this, that means I need not to have any part of such things. And so while it's today, I need to encourage, that means I need to rebuke somebody in love. I need to encourage somebody in love. And I want to help somebody out that sometimes we always want to look to rebuke more than we want to encourage. They will know that we are his disciples by how we love one another. You're going to argue, oh, so in love is rebuke. That is correct. But how much did you encourage that brother or that sister? You can always come up and tell them what they're doing wrong, but you don't come up, tell them when they're doing something right. You won't pat them on the back and say that was a good job or, or that was a good job because you're saying to yourself, well, they're supposed to lead the meeting. They're supposed to sing in the choir. They're supposed to teach Sunday school. But you're supposed to encourage them.
1: We get caught up about how I want somebody to pat me on the back, but you should be looking out for your
0: brother and your sister and to encourage them. So we need to make sure that we take a time to say thank you for making the dinner. Thank you for getting the groceries. Thank you for opening the door. Thank you for giving my Bible. Thank you for picking it up. Just telling somebody, thank you, can go a long way. That you start realizing you might open up your eyes and see some other things. Oh, that's a nice suit. That's a nice dress. Oh, I like how you got a new job. Or, oh, praise the Lord. Let's rejoice on God how you got a new job. And, and you might be struggling. You might not have a job, but you can encourage them. Wise today. Because there might be somebody out there that is desperate to hear a word from you, but you were solid. You did not obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and you don't see them again. And when you do see them, they might be in a different state, not able to hear what you had to say. And now you're upset. And now you're broken because you didn't get the opportunity to reconcile. You didn't get the opportunity to tell that person how much you love and appreciate them. You let that time pass by because you did not take advantage of today. Tell your neighbor, it's today. Tomorrow might be too late. So we need to encourage now. And the reason is that we'll help one another to live a a life that is faithful unto the Lord and not fall into sin. Tell your neighbor, sin is deceitful. You see how sin is, adject- the adjective there of deceitfulness is being there. Deceitfulness is an adjective, which means what? Sin is acting to deceive others. So you have to look up see to find out what does it mean to deceive. Deceive means to deliberately cause someone to believe something that is not true. The enemy is good at that. We look at our youth and our children. They have believed in lies about their sexuality. They think it's okay to act like I'm married now. It's okay to date and love on anybody I want and break their hearts, it doesn't matter. I can I can live with them and, and get pregnant, have a baby, it doesn't matter. Those are the lies of the enemy that has, has got into it that we are struggling. We're wondering now, we're wondering now that our children are struggling, that a lot of our children are impoverished, lacking the education because how can you focus on school and raise a family when you're just 13 years old. We know as growing up and it's as adults, it's hard enough to take care of life. How, how much will a teenager who does not know how to live yet to, but the enemy has put those lies, and the enemy has put them into their music. They, they, they drown everything out, but to listen. It's amazing how they can quote lyrics of a song that just came out on Tuesday, but they still don't know a verse out the Bible that's been around. Because the enemy knows how to deceive them, to make it attractive, to believe a lie, thinking that it's true. Tell your neighbor, sin is whack. Sin is not good for you. Lawlessness, rebellion, God hates all these things. And, and, and how we need to help ourselves out of hating sin to realize that we serve a holy God. If God hates sin, then why do I like it? We should... We should, we should hate sin so much so that just as when you hate a spoiled diaper, spoiled milk. When things that are detestable to you and they stink and odors into you, you want them out of your sight. How much more does God want sin out of his sight? But tell you, neighbor, I got a, a merciful God. Because, you see, he can put up with our mess, and he gives us opportunity to repent, to change it up. I'm so glad that just as my mother and my father saw my messy room, they gave me opportunities to clean it up. Aren't you glad that in your jobs and in your schoolwork, there are times you messed up, you flunked, you failed, the project was not in time, but you had opportunities to make it up. But tell your neighbor, my God's greater than that. That he will give us time and not just for today, but he gives us another opportunity to experience his grace and his mercy more than just his wrath and his punishment. But yet in the midst of his correcting us, we can experience blessings and mercy and grace. Because, you know, when other people correct us and chastise us, you feel guilt, you feel depressed, you feel upset. But when God can correct us, he's letting you know I'm loving on you right now. I'm removing this wickedness. I'm removing this evilness from among you. And I'm making you more like me so I can love on you, so I can bless you, so you can
1: enter into my rest.
0: So if we are faithful to the entrusting God just as firmly when we first believed. That first believe always gets me back into Revelation. It says how we left our first love. When he writes the letter, you left your first love. Come back. The moment we first believed, we first believed, we realized the, 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 the aroma of our sin and our wickedness. We realize how, de- how disgusting it was. And we realized, Lord, I don't want that in my life. And when we can go back to the day we first believe, we can go back as, as the song to take me back, take me back, dear Lord," that we can take go back to when we first believe we can realize the joy of our salvation. Do you understand that you can experience the joy of your salvation each and every day, each and every day we can rejoice for a God who saw us hardened from him, away from him who redeemed us and set us free from the deceitfulness, the ugliness of sin. So now we know, Now that we know the truth, since we know the truth, we can, we can test and see the enemy is alive. We know that sin is not going to benefit us. It's only going to hurt us and kill us. We know that when he tries to deceive us with lies and try to coat it up with sugar, you know it's still poison. I'm not going to take it. You know that when an enemy comes after you, because why? He wants to destroy, he wants to kill. But God says, I've come to give us life and life more abundantly. We're going to hold close to the faith that God has given us. We're going to listen to his word and combat the enemy. We're going to encourage one another because the problem is that there's people outside of the ark of safety, outside the body of Christ has no one looking out for them. That's why we need to be in the body of Christ. We need to be in a local fellowship because it's easy to miss somebody who's missing. you catch that, right? It's easy to miss somebody who's missing, but if they've never been here, you'll never miss them. But when somebody's missing, you know I need to reach out to somebody before they fall too far, before they get deceived by sin. I need to encourage them. Come on back inside this house. Uh, coming back into the house of prayer. Uh, come on back into Bible study. The safest place to uh, be in the body of Christ where we are. Those who are spiritual can restore those who are weak. Uh, and You need to be careful lest you fall into the same uh, temptation. Uh, those who are elders and, and women's and, and men who know how to train them. Bring them in and say, hey young lady, this is how you ought to dress. Hey young man, pull your pants up. We show them how to calm and to this fellowship we don't make them feel bad about themselves but no we make them feel good about themselves how do we make them feel good about them? we point to the good god yeah. Can we show them that i'm i don't have it all together i have not arrived i'm i'm broken just like you but yet 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 yet, yet, yet because i am broken i'm not i am i am not distressed and and put to straight because there's something inside him that holds me together these earthen vessels got something precious inside that, that though they can cast us down, we won't shatter. We, we realize that I am cracked up so his light can shine out. Do you understand how the night sky is sort of like a blanket? Anybody ever had a blanket and yet had a hole in it? You can pull it over your head, but the light will still come through. With a nice sky, so be like a blank, a whole bunch of holes punched in it, that no matter when it's, the darkness come out, we can see light coming through. And just as those holes in the skies are really stars that reflect light that come from the sun, we too need to reflect light that comes from the sun that others can realize that, yes, I too can shine in the midst of darkness. I too can realize that I, I might been down and out, but yet there is a God that can redeem me and can save me. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging us to realize that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and telling us what we ought to do. We ought to encourage one another. Why? Why? Because we don't want to, any one of us to fall to the deceitfulness of sin. We encourage each other. Win Every day. While it's today. For tomorrow might be too late. We encourage
1: one another. Why? Because we don't want to have a hardened heart and leave the living God.
0: But we want to encourage one another so that we might know Jesus. And what happens when we know Jesus? When you know Jesus, you know peace. In the midst of being in the wilderness, (laughs) in the midst of things not looking up for you, you know that I have Jesus and I'm going to make it through. You understand that this great writer in Hebrews is quoting from the 95th number of Psalm, but that Psalm is referring back to Exodus 17 chapter Numbers 14 chapter, pointing out that God promised the children of Israel, I am going to take you into the place of promise. Y'all heard that, right? I'm going to take you into the place. Of promise. And he's speaking to those he's called out. Y'all see that right. To those he called out. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. On his way for our redemption. But he pointed to them. I have a promise. I've called you. or I chose you. One of you is a devil. But I chose you. And in my Father's house is rooms of many mansions. I've called you out, and I'm going to take you to a place of promise.
1: You may not get there in the time frame you want to get there, but I will make sure you get there because I'm preparing a place for you. And Cassius, I'm coming back for you. And so when I'm listening to what Jesus is telling us through the unction of the Holy Spirit, I have no choice but to be faithful (laughs) until the end. I I don't know when the end is going to come. It might be today, but I'm going to encourage today. It might be tomorrow, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But whatever the day is going to be, I'm going to hold on to that promise that there's a place of rest. Anybody here just desperate for some rest? Rest from trials and tribulations, rest from pains and heartaches, rest from death on every side, rest from storms, rest from everything, but realize that it's promised that you're going to see it one day. So since it's promise, I can worship him now. Since it's promise, I can serve him now. Since it's promise, I can seek and encourage one another now. Because today is the day of promise. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow may not come, but Jesus is coming. And when he comes, I'm gonna be ready. Will you be ready? I'm gonna be ready.
0: So now is the time to encourage one another. Now's the time to lift up one another. Now's the time to tell somebody that Jesus is real. Because when he comes back, I want to be ready. When he comes back, I want to hear well done. When he comes back, I want to enter his rest. When he comes back, I want all my works that I did for him to follow after me and not get burned up and fall short. I want everything he wants to give me, I want to receive. And I realize only if I hearken, I stay faithful to the community. I lift up my brothers and sisters. I'm not just concerned about my own well-being, but I'm concerned about everybody that's around me. I'm gonna ask you to do this. Please, if you can just grab the hand next to you. Amen. Get the hand next to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, try to try to just keep it a little bit small. I need you to encourage one another. I need you to encourage one another. So get with somebody and encourage them right now. Right now. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and encourage them right now. Give God the glory. Just encourage them in the Lord. Encourage them in the Lord. Hallelujah. Encourage them in the Lord. Encourage them in the Lord. Encourage them in the Lord. Oh, bless them. Encourage them in the Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes, encourage them in the Lord. Encourage them in the Lord. Encourage them in the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. Oh, just lift them up. Tell them, keep on keeping on. Tell them, keep on fighting the good fight, running the race. Tell them, keep your eyes unto the wheels of which cometh your help. Tell them press on to the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus. Tell them God works out the good for those who love Him and called according to His purpose. Tell them my God can supply all your needs. Uh, tell them to the one who is able to exceedly and abundantly above beyond what you can ask or think or even imagine. To the power the riches
1: in Him for the glory of his. Tell Him. Tell them that He is able to present you from falling and lift you before Him with sin and joy. Tell them that all God is mighty and worthy to be praised. Tell them lift up your gaze and. Oh, ye be lifted up, for the king of glory might come in. Oh, tell him, lift up and bless his holy name, for he is good to be praised. Tell him, not unto us, but unto thy name be the God. Tell him, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. He is high and exalted. He is lifted up. Oh, let him know that our God is the living God. He is Almighty counselor. He is wonderful. Oh, just encourage him in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah.
0: Oh, hallelujah. There might be someone here whose word is hurt, and it says, I need to be a place of fellowship. I need to be encouraged every day while it's today. I need to be in a Bible believing, Bible preaching church, a, a place that has that will pray and see and not cease, a place that will be unashamed of the witness. We welcome you here in this place. There's someone here today. Oh, harden out your heart on today. Let the Lord minister to you. Oh, if he wants to move your feet, let him move your feet. (laughs) We welcome you here in this place. We welcome you here in this place. Let him minister to your heart. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, O oh God. Hallelujah. We praise you, oh Lord. We praise you, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every sing Hallelujah, I just encourage can you. Just lift your hands and just lift up your head to the Lord and just worship Him. Hallelujah.
1: hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Can we lift Him up? Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to your God.